Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, thank you for joining me for episode 108 of the High Income Business Writing Podcast. My name is Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to take their writing businesses to the six-figure level or the part-time equivalent. As a quick reminder, you can find the detailed show notes for this episode by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 108. So as you can imagine, I'm always looking for different and better and proven and clever, if possible, ideas to land clients earn more for the work we do, and enjoy more time off as a freelance professional. So when I heard from Moitza Marsh about the Twitter strategy that she had used to build her freelance social media marketing business, I knew I wanted her on the show. So I met Moitza last year at the Double Year Freelance Conference in Norfolk, Virginia, and I was very impressed with how quickly she grew her solo business after getting laid off a few years back. It's a great example of being resourceful and putting in the work, even when you experience occasional setbacks, which are inevitable. So Mojsa is from Slovenia, and I think that officially makes her the most distant guest I've ever had on this show, at least distant from where I am here in the Atlanta area. So it's it's just awesome to have her. She speaks excellent English. And in this episode, she talks specifically about the Twitter strategy she used to get her business off the ground and into extremely profitable territory. This is something anyone can easily do. Any, anyone here can easily replicate this if you're willing to put in the work and maintain the discipline necessary to develop the momentum. So as you'll see, nothing's free. You know, nothing is is going to be a cakewalk, and this is no exception. You got to put in the work. This does involve some hard work and some discipline and consistency, but I think it's a very clever idea, and you can tell that it's a sort of thing that really is timeless. It will work because very few people actually put in the time and effort and sincerity and authenticity necessary to make this work. So let's go right to that interview. I hope you enjoy this talk with Moitza Marsh. All right. So I'm sitting here with Moitza Marsh and Moitza is actually talking to me from Slovenia, which I think is probably is the, the furthest away guest that I've ever had in this podcast. So welcome Moitza. It's great to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's so awesome to to the, the fact that it's evening over there. It's right. It's uh, it is. It's it's past seven p.m. actually. <laughs> and I'm recording this right now. It's uh, it's one o'clock, a little over one o'clock in the afternoon. So mm -hmm. it's uh, very cool. And um, so Moitz and I met uh, last year at the W Freelance Conference in Norfolk, Virginia. And I really liked her her talk where she was really talking about social media and very specific strategies because, right, we all know social media is something we should be doing. Many, most of us are doing some sort of social media in terms of 
um, lead generation in terms of at least just kind of getting your presence out there and hopefully developing some relationships with prospects and, and maintaining relationships with clients. But I find that there's a lack of good information for freelance professionals on how to use it very tactically uh, to find client opportunities. And uh, Moitz has got some great ideas there specifically with Twitter. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get to, to that, Moitza, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You have a, a very interesting background. Uh, tell us what you do, like what you did before this, how it came about, that that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a social media expert, uh, and I funded my, uh, founded my company actually when I got fired from my agency where I w- worked at before. Uh, so I was working at an agency in Slovenia, and we didn't kind of get along pretty well uh, because they were more of a traditional like uh, traditional like advertising agency. So they did uh, TV ads, they did radio ads, they did newspaper ads. And I tried to kind of push them maybe into a more um, di- digital phase and more digital marketing sphere. But they didn't kind of, they did, they didn't like that. So, um, our philosophies kind of drifted apart and they fired me. Um, so that was actually the point where I decided, okay, so I think that I'm pretty good at doing social media. I'm pretty good at doing advertising. I have quite a lot of experience. So, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, um, fund my own company and, uh, just start from scratch. And I did that. Um, so that's kind of where I got started and, uh, how I started, you know, kind of looking for clients. And this is actually what I'm going to be talking today. Um, because I never wanted, I started with local clients, but I never wanted to stay local. I always wanted to work with international clients and Twitter was the social media network that helped big time when, you know, I was trying to reach out to international clients. Very cool. And, and when was this, by the way? So when, when did you start? Uh, that was, I think it was about three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So you were the rebel, basically. I, w- I was definitely the rebel. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good. So yeah, I like your spirit. So um, let, let's let's actually dive right in. So specifically with Twitter, you've had great success using Twitter, mm-hmm. and not just uh, when when you got started, but ever since then, you've continued to to practice some of what you preach uh, in terms of finding prospects and eventually turning them into clients with Twitter. So why don't you walk us through the specific tactics that that you use? So um, one of the first tactics that I used was, um, so actually when I lost my job, I had no idea how to start. I had, I, you know, when you were, I was working at an advertising agency for a year and a half and I was, I had, I was actually working since I was 15 years old. So I always got kind of, they always brought me the work. I never went out to search it. So never went out to search for clients. And I had no idea where to start now that I, you know, founded my company and started from scratch. So like I said, I started my business with a few local clients, but never wanted to stay that way. So I didn't know how to approach international clients. Um, I approached local clients via cold emailing, but I didn't know, you know, is that a thing that 
you know, they do in the US? Should I send cold emails? Should I, should I advertise? What should I do? So um, then I spent a couple of weeks just researching on what I could do and what, what works on, so, on social media. And I took a little bit of different approach. So I already had a few hundred followers on Twitter. So I wasn't someone that just starting out. And because I knew Twitter so well, I decided that this is going to be something that I'm going to work on. So what I... Uh, started to started to use was actually Twitter search, um, and I approached people with specific problems um, about social that they have about social media with social media, and I approached them on Twitter. So I used Twitter search to find those people with just searching for some keywords. For example, um, I need Facebook help. That was like one search that I did, uh, and a couple of other ones as well. So I. I specifically search for people that are struggling with, you know, just problems and other things on social media. And I search for them. And when I found them, I tried to help them personally on their specific problems. And that's how I got my, I got international followers. And after, and from those international followers, I actually got my first international clients as well. <laughs> So you're you're essentially trying to figure out okay what could they be searching for if they have a problem and you're exactly. trying all these different key phrases in the search field in Twitter like I need Facebook help how do you do this and you know Instagram yeah. whatever yep. right definitely definitely so um and and as I was researching the keywords that people use I tried to get more and more specific so for example, how to increase my engagement rate. That was one thing that I, that I searched for as well. And like sp specific things that people are struggling with. And then I stumbled upon specific problems and I tried to double down on that. And after I got to, for example, one specific problem, then I wrote a blog post about it. But worth noting is that I never ever, um, linked to my blog post because I wanted to be, I wanted my help to be very personal, one to one on one, just, you know, me helping one person out, not just sending them to my blog post, but I really wanted to see, uh, for them to see, you know, how much effort I put into, into my answers and in helping them. Wow. That's, that's brilliant. I mean, it sounds so simple, but like how many people do this, right? It not, yeah. not very many. I talked to a lot of people, um, and I never, I never understood how they're not getting clients from Twitter because it was so easy for me to do that. But like I said, when I, when I talked to them, I found out that not many people do this. They just automate a bunch of things and they post and, um, actually broadcast links to their blog posts and that's it. That's their strategy. But when you take a different approach, a more personal approach and really try to help people, that's where the magic happens. So let, let's take maybe one example. Um, you know, how do I improve my engagement, increase my engagement, right? So you would see that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have to sift through a few tweets, right? It wasn't like there was a whole screen, all of which were very relevant or, yeah. But you 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 figured out okay which ones what can I help here mm -hmm. and what would you do because you're limited to 140 characters right so many times when you're trying to help somebody give advice if you need a little bit more room so how would yeah. you help so uh, I already knew like what what people are doing wrong for example if he was if if this person was searching for how to increase engagement uh, rate on Facebook I already knew 
what might be the number one problem, you know, from my past clients that I had and just, you know, I was observing a lot of things back then. I still am, but yeah. Uh, anyways, um, and then I pretty much um, wrote them like one solution. I said, you know what, uh, based on the experience I have, you're probably doing this and this wrong. But if you give me a link to your Facebook page, I could offer you specific advice on what you're doing wrong and what you're, you know, doing well, so you can improve on that. Uh, so they actually, a lot of times they reply, I mean, who would reject help, free help, right? So a lot of times they would reply me, reply to me back. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's great. Here's my, here's the link to my Facebook page. Looking forward to hear from you. And then I would just sift through their Facebook page, see what they're doing wrong. And then just come up with maybe a three tweets explaining to what they're doing wrong and then saying, if you want maybe a little bit, you know, additional help, you can email me at this and this email and I will help you personally. And through those emails, then I would probably sell them, for example, super spicy sessions, the product I service that I have. Um, but I offered free help at first, just so they can see my expertise and the value I provide to them for free. Okay. Okay, great. So it was a st stair-stepped approach. Yes. Uh, you start... If you find them on Twitter, you maybe um, indicate what might be the problem, but you ask them for some more information, either asking a couple of questions or asking for a link to the page that they're having trouble with yeah. or the post or what have you. And then uh, based on that, you go ahead and, and reply with some ideas and then offer your email address. And would you do that, by the way, um, a private message or would you do that directly on Twitter? I did that directly on Twitter and I had a very specific reason for doing that. Um, I wanted other people to see that I know a lot about social media. So when I would help, for example, you know, one specific person and, uh, you know, from those, from that initial tweet, they would probably, you know, they were probably wondering, you know, who's that, who's this girl? I don't know who, who is, who is she? And then they would click to my profile just to see, you know, what I'm writing about. And I wanted them to see that I know a lot about social media so that they would kind of get the courage to, um, just reply to me back so we can get the conversation going. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So at some point you try to take it to email, but even email seems like the first couple of exchanges are, you're just still helping them out. Right. Because I'm also wondering if I were on the other end, maybe I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say desperate, but maybe I'm in, I have a big enough need that I'm not asking too many questions. I'm just grateful that you've reached out. But mm -hmm. at some point I got to be wondering in the back of my mind, what's the catch? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. right. So you, you can't, you can't come to them with an offer too early because yeah. they're still a little skeptical, but you wait until you've given enough value, I'm assuming yeah. to maybe talk about working together in some yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And still, you know, I, I did offer free help, but it was still a win-win situation because I got a lot of information about social media and what, what mistakes people are doing. And I could easily write a blog post from one email exchange about, you know, what I experienced and how to solve a specific problem. So it was still a win-win situation, but I didn't try to close the deal too early. I just wanted them to see that, uh, you know, I am an expert on this topic. They can trust me. And when I could get the feeling, you know, that they actually do trust me now, then I would kind of move over to, it, it wasn't a hard sell, but I was trying to be very honest with them saying, you know what, 
I do have a client spot open if you want some additional help, if you want me to really, really get specific, if you want me to write a strategy for you. Uh, I presented them with my packages that I currently have, and that's you know how we started to cooperate. Gotcha. So it was in a very tasteful way where you didn't exactly. say, oh, sorry, I can't help you with that. You're going to have to yeah. buy this thing. Yeah, I was always trying to be very personal and very honest and very friendly, actually, because I know that um, a lot of marketers have a very bad reputation because all they are trying to do is sell w- without establishing trust and value and giving some value first. So I tried to do the opposite of that so they can see, okay, she's not a typical marketer. She's, she's a little bit different. I like that about her. You know what? I'm going to cooperate with her. That makes sense. Okay. So, um, in, in how how did people take it at that point when you said, you know, if I I can help you further, and 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 we'll t- I want to talk about your productized service too in a minute, but yeah, you, you you showed them how you could do it, maybe a link to some more information and what that included. What what's the typical response or reaction? So the conversion rate wasn't one hundred percent, far from it. Um, but like I said, even though. A lot of people didn't, um, I mean, many people didn't say yes to the offer. It was still a win situation for me because I could, I could write a blog post about it, about a specific problem people are struggling with. And I got, I don't know, uh, a couple of hundred readers on that blog post and I could maybe get a client from that blog post. Um, but uh, a typical response, I mean, I got mixed responses. Some of them were no, but thank you for your help. And other people were like, hell yeah, I can see that you provide a lot of value. You know what you're talking about. So you know what? I'm going to take this offer. Um, and I want to, I want to work with you further. Okay. Yeah. And that's just very, uh, you've done it so professionally that, you know, it's, you've added enough value in advance too that it's didn't sound like the kind of thing where people would take offense. Uh, yeah. And I love your idea. I think it's such a great point. So I'm glad you've mentioned it a few times is in a way you're getting such amazing market intelligence because you're getting to see what the most common problems are, uh, what the context is behind those problems, how to solve them. And you get it really getting tuned with your target market, right? Because exactly. you're, you're kind of far removed from it many times. And this really gets you in there with the people. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, I mean, when, when you talk to, when you talk to them, you get like, you get a totally different perspective because as you said yourself, you are so far away from the market. Usually you don't even know what people are struggling with, but when you kind of go down and actually talk to people with specific problems, that's where the magic happens. That's when you can get the material for your blog posts, for your emails and I wrote a lot of blog posts just from those emails, you know, when I helped people and got to know them and got to know their problems and their struggles, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, no, that's great. That's great. So let, let's talk a little bit about, um, and we'll come back to maybe some other ideas, but I don't want to forget about the productized service. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's a brilliant strategy in a situation like this because it's still kind of early in the relationship. You've added enough value to establish a certain degree of trust. But I would think that leaving it kind of open-ended, it, it would hurt conversions. In other words, oh, well, listen, I, I'd love to work with you further. You know, uh, here are some of my services and some of the fee ranges, right? And 
people don't really know where to go from there. But when you offer a productized service in a situation like this, it's something very concrete, very tangible. Mm -hmm. So tell me how you came up with this idea of developing those services and, and what maybe give us a couple of examples of what they look like. Yeah, so so the idea my my productized service is called Super Spicy Sessions, and the idea for it actually came from this Twitter search thing that I was doing uh, because. When I tried to help people, you know, when they were struggling with specific problems with their social media, on their social, uh, on their Facebook page, um, I did a lot of social media audits. So I audited their Facebook page. And like I mentioned before, actually, I observed what they're doing wrong, what they're doing well, what they should fix and what's the strategy they should implement and they should go, uh, for, um, and that's where the idea for Super Spicy Sessions actually um, came because Super Spicy Sessions are a social media audit, essentially. Uh, and what I do is I ask for your for links to your social media profile. So Facebook page, Twitter profile, Pinterest profile, Instagram profile, whatever you have. Uh, and you send me the links and then I do an audit and I see what you're doing wrong. I see what you need to improve right away. I see, uh, you know, the, the things... Uh, the practices that you have that are actually doing damage to your brand and how you should fix that, you know, the steps you should take. And then we talk about, you know, a strategy, what a good strategy looks like, how you should do it. I tell them specific examples, specific post examples. So I don't know if, if you are a, a, cro a, a company that sells CrossFit, um, CrossFit uh, clothes, for example, you know, CrossFit community is very motiv motivational oriented. They're very motivation. They like motivational quotes. So I tell them, you know what? Share more motivational quotes with your followers that will get your engagement rate up. And then you can go into this and that. Uh, so we talk a lot about strategy and their specific, uh, like a specific post they should publish. And like I said, the idea for, uh, for super spicy sessions was actually born from this social media audits that I did when helping people uh, that I found through Twitter search. That's great. Yeah. So you, you basically took what you were doing with people and, and you kind of created a framework from that. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and when I started offering these, uh, super spicy sessions, it was, they, they were sold out the first month because it was so interesting for two people, you know, just to see, um, to see what they're doing wrong with social media. So, uh, when I found Twitter, uh, when I found people on Twitter, I told them, okay, you know, here are a few things that are doing wrong, but, then, you know, when we moved over to email, I, I told them, you know, there are a couple of things that need improvement too. So if you want for this and this price, I can give you a detailed social media audit and we will talk about strategy. We'll talk about specific posts you need to publish. If you want to improve your social media strategy, if you want to increase your engagement rate, if you want to increase conversions. And that was a pre pretty easy sell for me. So since then, all of my super spicy sessions were sold out actually. So in, in what I'm curious what the price point was uh, when you were starting out for this. When I was starting, when I was starting out, I was doing like the beta testing. So I priced them at $100, mm -hmm. um, because it was, it was a 60 minute, 60 minute, um, Skype call and we did the social media audit and the strategy talk, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I saw that this is very valuable. So I eventually increased the price. The current price is, uh, $349. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I will be increasing this price to 750 in the following weeks, actually, because I have 
you know, I have been getting so many, you know, great uh, reviews and my clients were actually saying to me, you know what, this is, this is incredibly valuable and you are under, underestimating, you know, your, your expertise and you're underestimating social media, um, super spicy sessions. So I will be increasing the price all over again. And I did actually, eventually I started offering or including a lot more things into super spicy sessions. For example, my clients now get a personalized ebook that's about uh, 20 to 30 pages long. And that ebook actually talks about their, the specific problems they are experiencing, uh, the, the practices that are damaging their brand, uh, and how they should fix that and the strategy, you know, they should take, uh, they should do next. So, um, as I extended my offering, I will increase the price. And, um, I've, so far I've been getting a lot of good reviews on the price increase too, because I have been talking to a lot of past clients saying, is this the price that you think would still make sense for you and your business now that you know what I offer and you know how super spicy sessions look like? And they all said yes. So um, I think that super spicy sessions was pretty successful. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. That, yeah, that's great. In. I, I agree. I think it's a great price point and I think it's smart for you when you're for anyone who's listening and looking to try this start, start small, start low, exactly um, beta test this thing and build it. Um, and, and I did the same with the, when I was, when I introduced this ebook, I beta tested the ebook with a couple of clients. And when I saw that this was a good idea, I increased the price and said, Hey, you know what? I offered this personalized ebook at the end of super spicy sessions now. So, and I think that if I wouldn't start lower, maybe I'm not sure, but maybe I wouldn't get as many clients. But when I saw that, you know, this was sold out and when I increased the price and it was still sold out, I think that starting low, but then increasing the price as I go and as I get faster at doing things as well. And as I kind of, um, increase my workflow a little bit, offer a little, you know, just a little bit more things, not a lot. Um, I think that that was a pretty, pretty good idea. So I'm curious, it, it, this seems to be, in a way, kind of your tripwire product, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, what do you have on the back end? Because uh, to, to, I'm, I'm sure you, you, know, you do well with these, but I'm assuming you have some other services on the back end. Oh yeah, definitely. So I start, we, all of my clients start with usually with super spicy sessions. So we talk, we talk about, like I said, their strategy, what they're doing wrong, but then they usually realize that social media is a lot of work <laughs> and uh, they can't, they, they can't possibly do each and everything themselves. Uh, they have other things they need to be focusing on and they, they need to hire someone that will take care of social media. And one person that comes to mind after super spicy sessions is actually me because I have already helped them. I know what I'm talking about. And a lot of them implement like, first couple of things that we discussed on super spicy sessions they see that they work you know i get they get a little bit more trust they trust me a little bit more and then they turn to me saying you know what i actually don't have time to do social media do you do you offer any services that you know we, that you can do this for us um but i do usually after super spicy sessions i follow up with clients uh, two to three times you know how they're doing that they implement stuff and then I tried to offer them some, you know, a bigger, bigger packages, for example. So I have consulting services, uh, and that's usually, um, that's actually 
me monitoring their um, their uh, Facebook um, analysis, you know, Facebook insights, you know, how are things progressing, and offer them input on what they should um, what they should implement, what they should what they should do dif differently. For example, then I have social media management. So when I take over their uh, their all of their social media profiles, and I do social media for them, and then I offer Facebook advertising, for example, for those clients that want to take it a step further and invest into advertising. So I already have a bunch of packages ready that I offer to clients after we end up super spicy sessions, after we wrap that up, and after they realize that they do actually need someone that will take care of their social media. Yeah. It's, wow. I This is overwhelming. I believe everything you're saying, but I don't have time to do all this. Can you help Absolutely. me implement it? <laughs> yeah. And the conversion rate for for those bigger engagements was uh, bigger engagements is actually around 70%, which is incredible. Wow. Um, yeah. Because a lot of clients, like I said, it's so super spicy sessions. I'm not going to lie. Super spicy sessions are incredibly overwhelming, but I wanted to stay that way a little bit because, you know, I want them to see that super, that social media isn't something you will do. Um, I don't know. You will take five minutes of your day and you'll do it and you'll increase your conversion rate from social media. For example, that's not going to work. So I need them to see that and I need them to realize that so I can maybe. Um, help them grow their businesses even more with my help, you know, with me running their social media profile so they can see how uh, social media can increase, uh, can grow their business if they have a professional by their side. So I'm curious, it's, uh, I, I'm not surprised, either, even though it's very high, that you're doing so well converting super spicy session clients into more consulting clients or big engagements. I'm curious though, these days, now that you've gotten really good at this and you know how to qualify prospects a little better, do you have a general sense for what your conversion is from getting someone who, you know, free advice to a session? Uh, to be honest, I don't know that um, because uh, lately, for the for the past uh, few months, I haven't been doing a lot of Twitter search just because I was booked. <laughs> My super spicy sessions were booked. I had a lot of client work to do. Um, but to be honest, I haven't really tracked that. I was just trying to be really natural, helping people, and then seeing where that will take me. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense, right? You got busy. It, it did what you what you intended it to do. I'm curious if somebody's listening and they're saying, wow, this is this is really smart. I want to try this. Um, and let's say they come from a place of service and just wanting to help people, but they're also trying to gauge how well this might be working. What would you tell them would be a good conversion rate? So if you had to guess, right, from being careful about who you help, right, making sure that they, based on what you read about them, that they might be a good prospect for you. Yeah. to turning them into um, a tripwire or let's say a buyer of kind of your front end service. What mm. would that look like if you had to guess? Uh, that, that That's a pretty, pretty hard question because I never measured that. Um, but as far as just qualifying clients goes, um, when you start out, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Actually, I was just helping people. But after maybe a week or two, I got a better feeling on which, which, you know, 
is this prospect is this prospect going to buy something is this prospect going to go with super spy sessions or is is he just fishing for free advice and you can get a pretty good feel, feeling about that when you do it for for a couple of weeks for a few weeks um and that's you know when you'll start to double down on the prospects that you see are fit uh but i wouldn't i wouldn't know if i can uh, you know any number that I would say would be would be just from my head. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you said too, right? It's there's other benefits to it as well. So even if, let's say, you're thinking somewhere along the lines of twenty percent, but only five yeah. percent are converting. Yeah, it's it's not wasted effort because you're getting a lot of street level intelligence. You have all kinds of fodder for blog posts and articles. And you're getting a really good sense of what your market is going through, which helps you connect better with your marketing. Exactly. And I think that um, another win in this situation is you're growing your audience on Twitter. So since I started doing that, I have I have gotten a lot of followers and a lot of friends, actually. They keep sharing my blog posts, for example, because they stumble upon my profile. They, they see that I'm actually helping people with their specific problems. I grew, grew my authority in this space just with helping people with their social media, with um, including myself in a conversation when when someone was asking for help and didn't know what to do next with their Facebook page, for example. And I grew my authority. I grew my audience. And now I have a lot of readers of my blog post. I, I Even though maybe I didn't win a lot of, I mean, I didn't win 100% of my clients, 100% of my prospects. Actually, I didn't get them to super spicy sessions. I still maybe increased my subscribers list, for example, because people saw that, you know, I'm, I know what I'm talking about. They clicked to my webpage and they saw, okay, well, she has a newsletter. If I subscribe now, maybe I will get a little bit of, um, uh, more value, uh, about social media, for example. So they, they subscribed and I grew my audience, my Twitter audience, my, my newsletter audience and all sorts of things. <laughs> Wow, it, this is yeah, it, multiple multiple benefits. Uh, exactly, it, it's brilliant. Uh, I guess one last question: uh, Somebody might be asking themselves, "Well, you know, this I I, I love this idea. I mean, I do have a, a Twitter account, but you know, I have really haven't done much with it. I don't have a lot of followers. I don't follow a lot of people. If somebody's starting really from scratch there, and they want to try this, what would you advise them to do? What's a good first step? A good first step is to go to search.twitter.com. And even though they might not know what they're doing on Twitter, they are probably already an authority in their space. So if they're copywriters, they know a lot about copywriting. If they're writers, they know a lot about writers. They know what problems people are stumbling upon when, for example, they are trying to do copywriting. So just try to search for that problems and see what people are talking about on Twitter. If they, uh, if they have specific problems, for example, and just including yourself in that conversation, help genuinely helping people. Uh, but really just go to search.twitter.com and search for specific, uh, keywords, um, that are common in your industry for specific problems people are struggling with. And then, Next step is just helping people and see where that takes you. 
So no need to have, you know, hundreds of followers or no anything need to like have that. that. No need to have that because you are reaching out. You're not waiting for people to find you, but you are doing all the work. You are reaching out to people. So you don't need a thousand, two thousand, three thousand followers. No need for that. So just make sure the basics are in place, right? That you have your uh, your picture there, that you have a description, that you have some of the basics, but and probably and the good thing would be to have some sort of link. So if you have a blog, link to your blog. If you have your own web page, link to your web page. If you have a Facebook page, if you don't, for example, if you don't have a web page for a reason, but you do have a Facebook page where you share a lot of value put a link to your Facebook page there. Just give um, people some additional source uh, so they can click on that and see what you're all about. And so, so they can trust you a little bit better. That makes sense. That makes sense. I love this. This is uh, surprisingly and refreshingly uh, simple and elegant. And I can totally see how this would work really well if you go about it the exactly. right way. Um, yeah. So one last question, Moitza. So how can people learn more about you? How can they learn more about what you're up to and, and connect with you? So I would, I would love if they would just <laughs> search for me on Twitter. So I'm Moitza Mars on Twitter, but if they have any other, any other questions or specific questions I can help them with about Twitter, about Facebook page, whatever, they can always email me at Moitza at superspicymedia.com. Uh, and uh, if they want to know more about Facebook ads, because I teach uh, freelancers about using Facebook ads to their own advantage, they can always go to superspicymedia.com slash FB ads and apply for my free email course on Facebook ads and how to utilize them to, uh, to you know, for growing your business. Fantastic. Moitza, thanks so much for coming on. I just love what you shared with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.